0: You're listening to The Patriot Cause with Bud Cornwall, United States Marine Corps, retired standing guard on the wall of freedom.
1: As for the enemies of freedom, those who are potential adversaries, they will be reminded that peace is the highest aspiration of the American people. We will negotiate for it. Sacrifice for it, we will not surrender for it now or
0: ever. Can you imagine a country that refuses to accept the fact? that they're being invaded. Throughout history, when countries are invaded, they incorporate their military, their National Guard, their police, to protect the country, to ensure the safety of the citizens. That's not what happens in the everyday America today. Have a great patriot with us. The man has been there, and he has done that. And J.J. Carroll is going to tell us about his experience associated with specifically the border. You know, you can call it open border or whatever words you you want to use, but the fact is that we're being infiltrated by millions of people across nations, not just Mexico, not just Guatemala or Venezuela, but even the Chinese are coming through this channel that has been opened to our country. So J.J. had a 24-year career with the United States Border Patrol. He made his reputation working a decade on the San Diego Tijuana border as a journeyman and then eventually a supervisor border patrol agent. He knows the deal. He was promoted up to the ranks, running small to large task force units. So he has been in the fight. He understands what's going on, but he retired as this deputy patrol agent in charge, allowing him to have access to and be participant in forming strategy, law enforcement planning, and have an understanding of high-level policy development and decision. So, JJ has an experience on the ground, and he's been working and continues to work to solve this issue of open border and people coming in. Now, he has been a guest on several nation television shows like Fox News, Newsmax, as well as a guest on national radio. Synecates. So J.J. is not a person that is standing on the platform, as I call it. He's been in the weeds. He's been there. He's seen it. And now he is doing what I call justfulness of understanding what the situation of America really is. And I thank him dearly for what he's doing, because just like me in the military and all the things that I did, it's the same conceptual idea. Liberty. We're trying to actually protect liberty in our country. Thank you, JJ, for being on this show. It's a pleasure and an honor to have you with us today.
2: Thank you for having me. I feel like this is a incredible uh, time in American history, and I believe that this is the greatest threat that that uh, is against our our great republic. I don't believe it's China or Russia or or a bad economy. It's the infiltration of millions upon millions of people into our nation. So, thank you for having me.
0: Absolutely. the 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 issue is this. Well, part of the issue. Let's let's just go back before Obama got elected. Right. And the majority of people like open border, you know, fences, you know, this conceptual idea wasn't there. The reason behind that is because for 240 plus years, America didn't have to have a fence. We didn't have to have a protective physical environment or border patrol people on a massive scale to try to keep people crossing the border. The reason behind that is because the administration and the people understand that this is America, and you have a process to become a citizen if you cross this border. But that's thrown out the window. It's absolutely gone. And the administration understands that, and they don't care. 1900s, early, 1950 15 through 1919, 1925. Where did everybody come from? All the different countries, but they came through Ellis Island. So you had a controlled access to America. That's gone, J.J., that's gone. They can come in any way they want to now. Boats, cross the river, fly in a plane, whatever it takes. So give us your experience in the time frame that you spent on the border of San Diego and Tijuana and Tell us about the changes that you have seen from your beginning stages of a border patrol in San Diego to today.
2: Well, I came in in 1997, so that was at the height of Operation Gatekeeper, and this was one of the very rare times that the government got it right. Um, what that was, Operation Gatekeeper—if you can imagine—you had San Diego sector all the way to to the the left coast, and then you have Texas. So we had bookends. So they, f- they funneled immense amount of technology, uh, manpower, and all resources to those two central areas, El Paso and San Diego. And they built those sectors up with fencing because they didn't even have fencing back then. It was just barbed wire yeah. or nothing. So now we threw up old Vietnam landing mat fences and we ran hmm. it all the way to the mountain at Otay Mesa. Let me give you an example of how bad it was prior to when I got there in 97. In a six mile area, I worked in Imperial Beach Border Patrol Station, which is the southwesternmost point of the United States by the Pacific Ocean, six miles to San Isidro Port of Entry. In those six miles, every day, the Border Patrol was arresting over 3,000 people a day, 3,000 a day, and they were losing three to four times that. I have all my mentors that were there in the old, they call it the old patrol. Old Patrol agents would tell me they would have a group of 100 on the ground, laid out, arrested, and then another 100 to 200 would run by them, curse them out. The smuggler would tell them all kinds of bad things and then run by them. There's nothing you could do because you had 100 people under arrest and then another 100, 200 ran by you. It was utter and immense chaos. Fast forward to prior when I when I left Imperial Beach after a decade and Operation Gatekeeper was should have there were two layers three layers of operation gatekeeper first was to slam the border shut Then then the second layer was to try to make sure nothing got past the border And if it did to have the technology cameras, etc to arrest people before they got into the cities We went from 10 12,000 people a day in six miles to maybe ten. Ten. that's how effective walls and the Trump walls, etc., were and are today. So Operation Gatekeeper, but then the government did what it always does: it does not have the courage to go and further the, the plan. The further the the secondary plan of Gatekeeper was going to the interior and to root out all of the illegals that were in our nation, causing devastation through crime, schools, uh, hospital, welfare, etc., and it never went there. Um, so I saw the time when it was chaotic and what chaos looks like. And then I went from this kind of uh, end of gatekeeper to seeing the immense smuggling and the the depravity and the violence that comes with organizations trying to to get through the border patrol and get north to be able to make money. Um, Throughout my career, we always lost. We always hmm. lost because our government never wanted to do the right thing. Let's fast forward to Donald Trump's last year in office. He, is, he built up 25% of the Trump wall. He, he forced the three nations in Mexico, the Northern Triangle Nations, to stand up their border patrol, and then he turned ice loose in the interior. We were arresting. Anywhere from 150 to 450 people in a 24-hour period on the border. 2000, that was not just southern border, that was northern border and everyone else. We were effectively within six to nine months of President Trump in a second term to having a complete and utterly controlled border. That is what people don't understand and what makes guys like me that are retired and put the blood, sweat, and tears in and, and all our brothers out there now that... We were within striking distance of having the border completely shut down. Now, you look at what's happening today. The first day Biden takes office, I saw those numbers because I would get the 24-hour report as a deputy patrol agent in charge. Those numbers spiked from 450 450 individuals to over 5,000 with 5,000 getaways. And now we're looking at from a... 6 6 to 9 months of having a border completely shut down to now having utter chaos that's happening we are now averaging and we can get in this later but they're lying about the numbers DHS is lying about the numbers the numbers now they're saying is about 5 or 6000 the real numbers about 10 and then another 10,000 at least are absconding every day w- without detection so when I look back at my Border Patrol career in Tijuana, on the Tijuana border, it was the most violent time. It was shooting, stabbings, fights, um, the, the dregs of humanity, as Trump said as he came down his escalator and said, the rapists and murders." that's all that I arrested was rapists, murders, drug dealers uh, in Tijuana. And I take great pride that I was able to do that and survive and not only survive, but be a leader within the Border Patrol and have agents followed me under my as an ATV supervisor and narcotic and human smuggling uh, task force that I ran. But when you look at what's happening today, it it's nauseating because it's just bigger than the border now. And I want your uh, audience to know uh, where my perspective is and I, I'm not shy or, or uh, hesitate to say this. We are looking at, the total transform- fundamental transformation of America through the destruction of the immigration system. And that is how they are going to fundamentally transform America.
0: Oh, absolutely. And a lot of people don't put the, the pieces together. What I mean by it is this. If you remember back in the 60s, you had these Cuban boat people. -hmm. Right. So we didn't have this, you know, problem on the Mexican border, Texas, or whatever, you know, at least not at a rate that it is today. Right. But then you had all these people coming across, you know, and the reason behind that specifically was because the U.S. and the FBI and the CIA got together, and decided they were going to attack Cuba. And so you had a lot of these dissidents of Cuba get on boats and come to Florida, which is only 90 miles away. So here's the thing. It's a different conceptual idea. The reason behind that is when all of these people started coming across, like today, They were living under bridges and and all that kind of stuff. But the ICE, the conceptual government, and the idea of what we would call the right way to do it was implied on all these people. And they deported a very large number of them. Because they used the Constitution, they used the conceptual idea of the immigration laws during that time frame, and we also had some people come across in the '80s and so forth. So it's it's not like it just happened. In other words, this is not new. This is what I'm trying to tell our audience. People trying to get into this country through illegal means is not new. It's been around for probably hundreds of years. But the difference is the country and the Constitution and the immigration process had a lot of strength to it. Mm-hmm. Yes. It had a lot of ability to say, you know, it's not that we don't want you to come here. It's just that you have to be vetted. You have to uh, be an, an individual that is willing to come into this country, assimilate to America, assimilate to the laws, and abide by the Constitution. It's really that simple. But the difference is today is we the administration is inviting or creating this chaos where there is no immigration policy. And the, the fact that you call an open border. Now, here's my philosophy on this. A closed border, and i use Hungary as a great example of that. They mm-hmm. don't have these big fences and all that. What they have is their policies are in place. Cross this border. You're going to be arrested, mm-hmm. and I'm going to send you right back. But if you go through a process, just like America did probably about 100 years ago in 1915 and so forth, Uh, what happened? How how do we lose this individual country's understanding? It's, It's not necessary about building walls. It's the international communication between our administration and other countries, which in my mind has resolved, and JJ, what you're talking about that they can release people from prisons and, and you know, get rid of the drag people in their mm-hmm. country by just, just cross the border.
2: Mm-hmm. And that's happening today. They're releasing their prisons and insane asylums throughout the world, and they're all coming to America. And if you don't believe that, you're a fool. There's already document proof. Oh, that. absolutely. Trump has come out multiple times in interviews and said that. Um, when you look at the totality of what is happening, you need to ask yourself, like you and I are going through the historic of how we got here. If you fast forward to present day, you have to ask yourself just a very simple question. If you don't believe, if you don't believe the government is being treasonous and and treacherous against its own people, then my one question I have for you to answer. If there's millions of people, if you are the president and you're Secretary Mayorkas of uh, the Secretary of DHS and there are millions, not not thousands or hundreds, millions of people that have poured across the border and there's millions more coming wait or making that trek from South and Central America. Why? What are you doing to stop it? And the answer is you're doing nothing. In fact, yeah. I know you're doing nothing because all of my sources call me directly every day. And tell me we are doing nothing to stop it. In fact, we're facilitating. So they have opened up, and Mayorkas has has boasted before, just this week, saying President Trump is. I mean, President Biden is the greatest president because he's opened up the biggest avenues to asylum and to allow people into our nation. He is an open borders advocate. You have the man that's supposed to shut our border down and create. Sovereignty for the United States of America, openly doing everything he can to bring in millions of people. And I need I want to we we need to be able to quantify because I live in Kansas City now and I did a short stint in South Dakota after I retired. So I've been in middle America for about two two or three years. No one has any idea what's going on. They have it's like it doesn't it hasn't hit them yet. It's it's going to it's going to. But people need to understand Biden in Biden's first 28, 29 months, this is present day, 28, 29, 30 months in, he has arrested almost 7 million people. And these are just get get they're called give ups, they're just squatting there waiting. He's released over 5.5 million of them. 5.5 to 6 million are just in our nation and going for days and days about how they do it, but they're here fraudulently. There are hundreds of miles, not a mile or or two miles, hundreds of miles of the border that there's not one single Border Patrol agent doing a law enforcement function, meaning there's nobody chasing anybody. There's no one one anywhere. So you have open borders. So when I say six million have crossed under Biden, I can tell you just statistically and common sense wise and all of my data from all of my sources that the number the government's telling you called getaways they say it's about 1.5 2 million that's a lie that's closer to 6 to 10 million getaways so in 30 months biden has let in 12 to 15 million people into our nation that should scare you to death but i don't you're, we're going to begin to see the the manifestation of this treason And I'll make this point to you. Cities that are sanctuary cities run by Democrats, New York City, D.C., Denver, and Chicago, just to name four off the top of my head. New York City has the most illegal aliens that have been transported, 70,000. 70,000, they have a population of 8.5 million. 70,000, Chicago has like 40, D.C. is 50. Denver has like maybe 20,000. All four cities have claimed state of the emergencies, they, all of their shelters are completely slammed shut. New York City uses 50% of all of their hotels to house illegal aliens. They're kicking veterans out onto the street. U.S. citizens are now sleeping on the cold concrete where, where illegal aliens are living in three and four-star hotels, getting free meals a day, cable TV, clothing, allowances, et cetera, et cetera. At the tune of billions of dollars. So, you have four cities, major cities, that are state emergencies and they, they're overrun. They're, everything is collapsing around them. So, now they're beginning to shuffle them out to rural America, mid sized, small town, and, and very small. Yeah. yeah. So, let's go, let's say we're going to send 50,000 of these people to Des Moines, Iowa, or Rapid City, South Dakota, or, or you know Birmingham, Alabama. You don't have the resources for that. It's going to be chaos. And then the thing that people don't want to discuss either is I really want to get into this with you is there's been this lie for years. And it's more so now is these are all just family groups and they're all just kids. No, no. Right now, the last statistic came out in April. Sixty seven percent of total pop of the totally legal population in the month of April was single adult males. Yep. In Imperial
0: Beach, Mil- where I military, military males.
2: male, and what yep. should scare you even more, and I'd like to just really have about a minute to talk about this. In Imperial Beach, prior to Title Forty Two, the cartels were pushing over all the continent of Africa individuals, and they were all military age, single males. Okay. Yep. And there were thousands of them at a time groups of a thousand sitting there waiting to get picked up. It took five days for the Border patrol to transport. If you crossed, you had a three to five day window to get brought in. So they're just living there. This, and this, this is, this is sourced. Anything I tell you, I've already been through it, double, triple checked it. During those times, the United States Board Patrol and Imperial Beach were bringing in those men and every 24 hour period, 50 of those men were hitting the terrorist watch list, 50. After doing rigorous interviews, they found out that five every day were confirmed terrorists. So then if you ask huh. yourself, you're a reasonable man, you have to ask yourself, you arrested five. Well, how many got away? How many did got undetected? So when my orcus and those those liars tell you, well, we vetted all these people. No, you vetted them through our database here in America, our FBI National Crime Database. You have no idea what happened to Sudan or Somalia. Mm-hmm. Those people are coming, and they can tell you the guy's Mohammed Mohammed Sheikh, and he just says, My name's Joe Smith. Well, guess what? His name is in America now, Joe Smith. We have no idea who he is. And it should frighten America because I'm going to tell you right now, and I'll tell all your listeners, there's not tens, there's not hundreds, there's thousands of terrorists in our nation yes. right now waiting right now. for their call.
0: Absolutely. And you think about And those of us that understand the Muslim world, they've never done that, right? Understand what their conceptual ideas are on the world in general. Mm -hmm. Their religious philosophy is to take over the world. And people need to understand that. I'm not saying that, you know, a whole bunch of these people are bad terrorists. but a lot of them are, and they're enforcing or being drawn by this jihad conceptual idea. And the thing about it is, and just like you're saying, JJ, they're they're coming through unnoticed. Mm-hmm. And so, if if this is true, which I think it is, can you imagine? Our political and police ability in this country in the next four or five years.
2: No, because right now people don't understand this. Is there you and I were talking about the number of people in military, the number of people in law enforcement is like less than 660,000 people and dropping daily. No one wants to do the job. So, who in the hell is going to go after these people? They don't have, we, we're outnumbered. And what federal agency is going to do it? ICE is supposed to do it. ICE's numbers have dropped almost by two thirds of their arrests. I talk to those ICE officers and, and supervisors and they tell me we're not doing anything. We barely can breathe. We're so underwater. What is happening when, when we have this discussion, when I, when I have this discussion, I, I have to say this multiple times. Our federal government is destroying America through the immigration system. Yep. What? And then the question that no one asks, and I always ask it, and no media, no one asks Mayorkas or Biden is, it's a very simple question. What number, what is that magic number of illegal aliens that's going to trigger you to shut it down? Is it 10 million? It's not because you already allowed 10 million in under Biden. Is it 20? We're, we're almost at 20 million by his... End of his end of his fourth year, we're going to be somewhere between 25 and 30 million illegals brought into our nation. So it's not 30 million. Is it 50? Is it 100? Or are you going to allow a one for one, meaning are you going to allow in 330 million people? Because I believe and I all the data states it and all of their actions uh, back it up. You're looking at, it's not an ethnic or racist thing. It is a citizen versus non-citizen. You're going to bring in more non-citizens that are compliant. They'll do everything you ask because they need you, and you're going to control them. It's very hard to control men like you and I that believe in the Second Amendment, know our constitutional rights, know our God-given rights. You're talking about people that are illiterate in their own language, many of them, They cannot speak English. They do not have technical skills. We're talking about the the lowest of education and skilled labor that we can even fathom. So what is that number going to be? Is it going to be three million, 300 million? The way they do it and the way that Mayorkas and Biden are orchestrating this this horrific treason There is nothing right now, as I speak to you, there is no short term, there is no midterm and no long term goals of law enforcement on the books or being discussed at all, at all. And it should scare you as American to say, wait a minute, I didn't vote for this. We right now have, this is astounding number, Center for Immigration Studies came out with a white paper over a month ago, and it was shocking to me. And I'm rarely shocked rarely when it comes to immigration. They found between the years of 2016 and 2021, that's the latest census data they can get their hands on. They crunched all the numbers down, and they didn't even count illegal aliens for uh, in Biden's administration. They just talked about this five years. In those five years, the last five years of American population growth, 77% of all American population growth came from legal and illegal aliens and their offspring. 77% and they said the numbers for 2022 show that's over 80%. We're looking at within one generation to have a complete and utter transformation of Americans from citizens to non-citizens. All the data says it. This isn't what I believe or what I'm projecting. I'm telling you the data is stating this And if you don't look at it, you're either willfully ignorant or you just don't want to know. And you just want to watch the Kardashians and do something else and act like life's going to be okay, But it's not going to be okay. I have a son and I'm not going to stand here with my mouth shut and just nod and go, yeah, life's okay," And collect my pension. I'm going to speak very clearly and articulately exactly what's happening and who's doing it.
0: Absolutely. JJ, we're going to take a break when we get back. We're going to talk about uh, what is really going on, not just the flooding of people from different countries, but we're talking about all of these things working together to develop or present and bring on a socialist communist state. This is all part of, of, of the... Years and years of 50, 60 years of the idea based upon, you know, these psychologists from Germany infiltrating America back in the, you know, 20s and 30s and so forth. This is all part of this plan. People think, well, this is the only problem that we have. It's a tremendous problem. There's more to it. And there's there's really a reason behind what is happening in allowing these people come across in our borders. And we'll be right back. Don't go away. Thank you for being here. We'll talk to you shortly.
1: Out his badge and pins it on For thirty years he's enforced the law And he drives out on the Rio Grande Across the dry and sunburned land And on this side he takes a stand again They won't get through this border town turns them back he stands his ground but still they come because they know somewhere the streets are paved with gold somewhere beyond the sound of this border town Say what's fair He's done his duty All these years In his mind The law's the law But then at dusk She wades across And he sees the hope That's in her eyes A child with dreams Of a brand new life It's not his job To say what's right Don't get through this border town He turns them back He stands his ground But still they come Because they know Somewhere the streets Are paved with gold Somewhere beyond the sound Of this border town As night falls over Cool.
0: Welcome back, Patriots. This is the Gunny, and you're on the Patriot Cause. Got a wonderful, wonderful guest today, J.J. Carroll, retired deputy border patrol agent. Been there, done that. He's been telling us exactly what's going on, and some of us are not or cannot understand because we don't live in those border cities in America. We live in the middle of nowhere or we live in big cities in New York and so forth. And fortunately, even New York is finally seeing what's going on. But see, there's, there's a bigger picture here. And that bigger picture started in the 20s and the 30s where the communists Ideas have started infiltrating in America. And here's the thing. Most of us work very hard. We grew up with that same conceptual idea of working hard, creating a life, going to college, going to trade school, whatever it is, as Americans. See, this This is against what a communist or socialist regime wants to do. See, their, their goal is to control everybody, to provide the things in life that they need. And J.J., I'm going to give you an example of this. And in China the way the CCP works is what they do is they provide to their people a certain level of comfort. Mm -hmm. And as long as these people do not raise up against them, then the regime is happy. See, that's not what America is. America is, no, no, no less government not more however the federal government is completely out of control i don't care what political stance that you have what party you're part of their goal is to have massive power at the federal level that wasn't what was originally designed so we have a republic where states are supposed to have the majority of the power. So, J.J., here's my question. You have these border states, Arizona, Texas, New Mexico, California, and I think some of them are trying to solve this problem, but I still think that the federal government has a big bite in this deployment of all these people coming across you know uh governor abbott and texas is you know bussing them to new york you know this is this is really just a a political picture like you're saying jj there's millions of people coming across this border and just because i put a couple of buses together and sent a couple of them to New York, I'm not solving the problem. So what I don't understand, and and maybe you can help us to figure this out, you know, being uh, part of the Border Patrol, what power does the state have over the Border Patrol compared to the national or the federal government?
2: Yeah, that's a good question. The federal government uh, has complete control over the border. Um, however, each state has the ability to claim a natural disaster, a state of emergency. Uh, they can even call themselves being invaded and they can take the prerequisite, they can take any kind of action they want to stop that action. But our governors aren't doing that. Why? Yeah, Abbott. Everyone likes to look at Abbott and say, look what he's doing. He slow rolls it. He doesn't do it. If I was a governor, like Carrie Lake said when she was running for Arizona, I would put yeah. the whole military down there and I shut it right now. Again, you go back to the question. You're being invaded. So if you're a nation that's being invaded, what do you do? Do you worry about policy? Do you worry about Title 42 or some other garbage that you came up with? Or no, you're, you're in the United States of America. You slam the border shut with military and, and Border Patrol personnel, personnel, you build a wall, and you shut it down. And people say, well, I don't know. Well, we don't have to look far. You talked to me earlier about Hungary. Hungary was doing about ten. They All of a sudden, they got like 10,000 people were pouring in their country. They threw up, I know they have a smaller border than us, but they threw up a chain link fence with some barbed wire, and those 10,000 people went the other way. They went from 10,000 to like two or three a day and they would catch them because you had a no man's land and they deport them. If you have policies in place, which we do, we have laws. That's the other thing that America thinks that we need to have a comprehensive immigration. No, no, no. What we need to do is just enforce the laws, just like President Trump did, just enforce the laws. The states are overrun. The states can't even function now. Um, And you're seeing a complete transformation of the state of Texas because we're now hearing that the majority of people that cross in Texas are staying in Texas. They're not going to leave. Who make who, who that's yep. the biggest state that needs to turn red, right? Yep.
0: I got I got I got a, I got a statistic for you. Okay. The truth. This is the truth. Eisenhower. Huh? Remember that? Yep. Yep. He actually worked with Congress passed a law to deport millions of people out uh-huh. of this country. Where is our Eisenhower?
2: He, we had him, you know? and it was Trump, and he got voted out.
0: Exactly,
2: exactly. But, but you have no one else. Now, I need to make this clear. I am I am a staunch conservative. I vote Republican because I don't have a choice with anything else. But the Great. Republicans are – they are – equally part of this problem. They're not as malicious and and anti-American as the Democrats, but they have ownership of this because they don't do anything. I'll give you a great example. President Trump gets voted in. He owns, they have the House and the Senate. They have all three branches of the government. They stonewall Trump and will not allow him money to build the wall. They gave him nickels, they gave him 5 billion. Those same congressmen and senators have now at, have already authorized over a hundred billion dollars to Ukraine to show their border. They sent a trillion dollars over to Iraq and yep, Afghanistan absolutely. to close their border. But they throw nickels at ours. And then you have to ask yourself, well, why is that? Because they all gain wealth and power by having open borders.
0: Well, I'm gonna a- add to yeah. that. JJ, I'm gonna add to that. Now America has become fat, dumb and happy. We yes. have prospered over the years. And if you, you know you can go to college, you can whatever, you can actually produce a life in this country where you make lots of money, not not necessarily just doing the smart the uh, stock market or whatever. Point of making is you can make a great life. Mm -hmm. And so many people have done that. But guess what? We have production. We have farms. We have all of these things that sustain our lives. And Americans don't want to have those jobs. They have been snowballed into going to college hmm. and a, a large number number of them are getting degrees and they're coming out of college and they can't get a job so how how do you fix this elite idea of gotta have workers this is how you do it you bring these people in that are used to having pennies or maybe a dollar a day. Now they're gonna go and, and and pick strawberries for $10 a day. And they've been doing this for years. You know what I'm talking about? And they send it back to their family in Mexico and Guatemala and Venezuela.
2: Yeah, but what's they're supporting that their picking? family, right? Okay, But what is that man doing if he's picking strawberries and sending his money? How can he live? Well, he lives because he puts like five or six people in a one or two bedroom apartment. And then they get all Section 8 housing that should go to Americans. They get WIC. They get welfare. They get they have full Social Security numbers. So they get SSI supplements and then they get earned income tax credit with their TINs, if you can believe that. So. So is is
0: that, that is that not a good reason to cross the border?
2: For them to cross the border for a better life, yeah. I think it's, it's, we're inviting them and we're saying, hey, come on in and you can do this. But there is a legal way. Here's the irony of it all, though. They come to America because they're leaving third world cesspools where there's violence and crime and they're coming here for freedom and opportunity. But you know, freedom and opportunity only exist when there's law and order. If there's yes. no law and order it's chaos and no one has anything. So they come over and they create chaos. Now we don't have law and order. Now they're going to be abused. And let me give you an example. I'm no I'm no friend of illegal alien, but I believe that our government is immoral and sinful and I'll tell you exactly how they're doing it.
0: I agree. I agree.
2: They're going to bring in millions of people. They're going to fraudulently uh, give them asylum, or parole, or some other garbage they're coming up with. I watched this. I, I witnessed this firsthand in my last year in the, in the job. So they bring them in. Okay, we're going to give you a notice to appear. That notice to appear now is all the way up to 2030. They don't give them work authorization documents. So how are they supposed to work? They're going to work under the table. So what the government has done is they've created a subclass of people that are slaves by the millions that are going to work on their table and they're going to undercut Americans daily wage. It's happening right now. It's, it's happening as we speak. So when you bring in a, if we need, if we need 5 million, let's just throw a number out 5 million workers. Then we create a system, which we have to bring 5 million people in. Yeah. The Congress, here's the, here's the irony of it all congress not the not the president the pre, it's already been already been stated in the constitution and in several supreme court cases have ruled the executive branch cannot determine the amount or or who or what country comes in our nation that is dedicated to the congress the congress in 1990 made legal immigration up to 1.2 million people can legally immigrate to our country 1.2 million now, if Congress wants to change that and make it $5 million, then they got to go back into their chambers and they got to vote this in. But to stand there as AOC and nimrods like that, stand up there, or our own person, Salazar from Florida, who's a yep. Republican, yep. open border, then they need to stand up and say, we need to raise that. And then we'll bring in 5 million people to help us work. But you just don't bring in 15, 20, 30, 50 million people With no plan, where are they going to work? You don't even give them work authorization documents. This is a lie. It's all all in order to change our population and then make these people completely and utterly dependent. So if you, like you're saying, I come over to work for my family and I bring my family with me now and I'm working. I'm a father. I can't feed my son. My son's crying. He's cold. He's wet. We live in, in under the bridge. And you invited me in, Biden and Mayorkas, you invited me in, and then you make me live in squalor, work for wages that are that are less than Americans, and I have no protections because those employers will fearfully tell me, I'll call immigration and get you deported. So now we have millions of those men in our country. Do you think those millions of men are going to just shut up and take it? Or you think they're going to rise up? And I'll oh, tell you, it's going to rise up because you don't have to look far. You just look at what's happening in, in Europe right now. They're burning their cities to the ground. Look what happened in New York City. They tried to move uh, a 100 or so illegal alien males out of a hotel and put them in a terminal. And they go, yeah, that's not <laughs> happening. And they stood their ground and they kept them in the hotels. We are looking at a very combustible situation, waiting for something, someone to light a match on that fuse, and it's going to be ugly when it happens.
0: Well, the thing about it is, I live in Alabama. I don't know if you knew that or not, but yeah, um, <clears throat> I see it in a very rural area in northeast Alabama, and mm-hmm. most of us, most of us that live here and talk, right, the majority of the individuals that we have encountered come into the community of Alabama, per se, they don't have that conceptual idea because the community involved in it uh, lets them know. Now, if they're criminals, they're gone just like that. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's really, I mean, it's the truth. The sheriff's, uh attorney generals of you know all the different counties you don't commit crime in alabama as a person that crossed the border
2: but here's they what i want you to let me
0: you in a heartbeat
2: but what you need to be watching out for and i always look for this especially in small communities wait till you see a group of somalis 50 of them come in and they live in your city now in your little town or 50 Russians or 50 Chinese or whatever, whatever country you want to throw in there. And they they make their connections and, hey, you should come to northeast Alabama. And then you're going to be outnumbered. I don't know how many people live in your community. Let's say it's 10,000. You know how, how easy it is to get 10,000 people in your community overnight? Oh,
0: yeah, overnight.
2: Absolutely. Overnight. Yep. Does your schools, I'll just ask you plainly, does your schools have the capacity to hire nope. ten? Twenty more nope. English as first nope. language teachers. Nope. Do you have a hospital nope. that's gonna that's gonna service a nope. thousand people that cannot Absol- pay? No, nope. absolutely do, not. Do you have do you have homeless shelters that can hold a thousand people? Nope. Does your police force are there enough police to handle another thousand or two thousand people with domestic violence, drugs, uh, assaults? Do you? The answer nope. is no. And that's what's no. going absolutely. to happen. And that's yep. what's going to happen in America. And it's and it's happening as we speak.
0: Yeah, where it's, are these it's, 50 it's million
2: people are going to go? They're going to find their ways to small towns in Alabama, in Mississippi. Yeah, I grew absolutely. Up there. I grew up right where you're talking about. I grew up in Mobile. I, I spent yeah. my 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 teenage years in Louisiana. You, those small towns could be taken over in a, within a year. Yep. Yeah. Because you yep. do not have the we, small towns do not have the infrastructure to handle it, and we're seeing it, and we're seeing it in big cities. We're looking at the African American community in Chicago is losing their collective minds because they have now allocated 150 million dollars from their budget that was going to go to that crime-ridden, just horrific way of living in Chicago, and they diverted to illegal aliens that are now taking over their space. Now, how's that fair? Who in that community voted to have $150 million diverted from a, a place that is like worse than any war zone? I mean, the deaths that the deaths yearly surpass anything that's happened in Afghanistan and Iraq yeah, and it, absolutely. every year. So, but you're going to divert money to foreigners. I'm all for people that come to our nation, have done it the legal way, the people that naturalize. I love to hear those stories because they're they're so passionate about it being Americans because they did it the right way. So what about Absolutely. all those millions of people that they're that trying right now to do the right thing, but the millions that are coming in illegally and doing fraudulently asylum, the people that want to do it legally are getting pushed to the back of the line. Is that, is that the, is that a, is that the America that, that we love? It's the same thing. You're going to McDonald's and you're, and you're first in line, you're about to make an order and 10 people that are bigger and stronger. Than you push you aside and jump in line before you. That's not America. But
0: no, that's what's happening. Yeah. Yep. So here's the, here's the good news. Well, at least from my point of point of view, I was born in Georgia. Three days later, my dad brought my family to Louisiana. Right. So I grew up my whole life, other than the Marine Corps in Louisiana. I graduated from Covington High School. And I love Louisiana. I'm a Cajun at heart. Uh, (laughs) I have cousins and uncles that I can't even understand because they still, you know, (laughs) speak all that Cajun stuff. But, you know, JJ, you're right. You know, what we're we're dealing with is uh, we're dealing with the idea, correct me if I'm wrong here, that, the majority of the citizens are kind of sitting on their couch, or un- until you know the knock on the door, or the people show up in their yard, or or whatever it is. Unfortunately, this this issue doesn't ring a bell to them because they're not being affected by it. Correct. But what you're saying is right. At some point. If this continues, over and over again, if Donald Trump doesn't get reelected, mm-hmm. I don't care what anybody says. There's no other one right now, today that even has a chance to recover from, you know, what has been going on with Obama and Biden. Yep,
2: yeah, I don't.
0: I, I don't necessarily like his style, you know, but and most of us don't. But I do know this, he did a great job in those four years to uh, stifle, what I call, use the word stifle, the federal government. I was a government employee. I retired from the Marine Corps, became a contractor, and then eventually went back into the government as a GS-14 chief information officer for the VA hospital in Fayetteville, Arkansas. I lasted 14 months, and I left that job. My government pension, all of it, gone. I didn't care. What I care about is our country.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: And, you know, the thing about it is this, is there's grassroots people that are standing up they're far and few between but there's great organizations the Heritage Foundation you can go through that list if it wasn't for these people standing up with you know the ability to actually get the truth to America you know Charlie Kirk and Turning Point USA etc right you and I wouldn't even have this discussion it w- we would never been able to get on a Zoom call mm-hmm. if these people didn't stand up, you know, 12, 10, 12 years ago. Now we're making an impact, although it may be small, but we're making an impact. Now, presently, I am a staff member of an organization called Convention Estates. Go check it out. No,
2: I and know. I am
0: States. Yep. Article five, convention of states. And this may be the only civil way that we have to try to control the federal government and reduce their power in this country. If the people, you and I, and everybody like us, if we don't do something, which JJ, you're doing. We don't do something to rise up against all of the things that are happening. You know what? Sit on the couch. Watch your soap operas. Eat your bonbons. And then the FBI will break into your house. The IRS will break into your house and arrest you because yeah, you're not, against the government.
2: Those are not, that's not, No, that's it's not, not. Beyond reality. It's happening every day. If you just will open your eyes and look, um, I understand America's Americans are struggling economically and it's difficult just trying to get through as a parent and getting your kid ready for school and making dinner. All it takes is about 15 minutes a day to go through a website and pick. Take a few minutes to look at websites that you trust and writers you trust and get a understanding of what's going on because America is changing. This is not a conspiracy. It's not what I believe or feel. This is just the truth. It is changing. And do you want it? And who voted for it? I always ask that very simple question. Who voted for a population change? I didn't. I didn't. I, I love my country. I I love our constitution. But you're talking about the, the Convention of States. This goes back. The states abdicated their rights to the federal government. Same thing with, with the branch of government, the, yep. the legislative branch. They've abdicated to the executive branch. Everything is out, off balance. Everything in America, and I know Americans feel it. There, you may not have the complete understanding of what's going on or have the right answer. You know in your gut as an American, something's not right. We all feel it. We all feel an unease when we go to the grocery store and you buy one bag of groceries, it's $111. And you're like, Whoa, what's going on? Fill up a gas and now it's $85, $90. You know it, you feel it. So go look at your feel, recognize your gut, your gut feelings. Correct. America is not balanced. It is. And it's changing. And if we don't, like you said, say something, At least when I'm 80 years old on my rocking in my rocking chair and hopefully have grandchildren, I'm at least going to be able to look myself in the eye and go, well, I tried. I did something. I have a book coming out next month about the the border situation. I am doing everything I can to get it out through podcasts like yours. And I want to be part of the solution. I have solutions to these horrific problems that that are all self-inflicted. America just needs to be informed. Our founding fathers said, I'll leave you with this, founding fathers said, our our type of government in our nation is only made and can su- be sustained by informed individuals, informed citizenry. And we don't have that now. We have nope. a like you said, fat, dumb, and happy. That's what we have, unfortunately. Yep. We're
0: weak I, don't, as I, a- yep. I don't even want to talk about the media. When are you going to have that discussion? Yeah. I mean, I've had it before over and over again with different people. I'm just going. They're done. I know. The, the main street media is done. Yeah. They're full blown communists. Is the best way to look at it. Doesn't and they, matter what and end they, Yep. And yep. the amazing so,
2: thing is just like in communism, the elite are never they're never affected by their own judgment. Everything oh, of course that not. you and I deal with yeah. we deal with, they are never They're never going to have lack of of access to fine foods, clothes, uh, jewelry, cars, everything. It is you and I that are going to suffer and our family is going to suffer.
0: Well, a a great patriots of America, like myself, when I was in the Marine Corps, I led from the front. Yeah. I didn't tell people what to do and, and watch them go do it. I was with them doing it. And that's just not how America is today. So, all right. So what is the name of your book that's coming out and how can we get
2: it? It's titled Invaded, and it's going to be uh, published by Post Hill Press. is a, a very large independent publishing house, and you can find it on Amazon. It will come out on June 27th.
0: Awesome. Thank you, sir. And do you have any kind of podcast or any other way that people can the reach best out way to you? To do-
2: yeah, I will have a podcast in in a little while, but right now I uh, I post writings and articles on my Substack account. And it's jjcarol.substack.com. You can find me just Google me there, or or go straight to Substack. So, and again, I appreciate you allowing me to speak so openly and freely about something huh. that I'm very passionate about, and I feel as if uh, this is the this is the mechanism our own government is doing in using is immigration to fundamentally transform America. We don't have to guess what they said or they said it out loud multiple times that they want to fundamentally transform America. So, and they're doing it. And then, and i sadly say that they're being successful. So thank you for the time. I appreciate it.
0: Oh, no, it's it's my pleasure. Uh, The Patriot Cause, you can go to the website, the Patriot Cause. You can go to any podcast app on your phone and reach the gunny and i thank jj tremendously for coming on here and i also have video which i will play on rumble i don't do youtube and you could probably know why <laughs> so but thank you very much jj for coming on oh can i ask what does the j j mean
2: Oh, it stands for both my grandfathers, John James.
0: Awesome. Good job. All right, brother, you take care of yourself, and, hey, you're going to be back on the Patriot Cause, and you're going to be good. You're going to do things that uh, is necessary for this country to resolve our issues between the people and the government. And that's what you're doing. You're representing the people. And eventually they're going to get it. Whether it's your words, whether it's words, or they're going <laughs> to get it <laughs> one way or other. All right. So great sir, to meet to you. Have a good day. Yep. Talk All to right. you All later.
1: Right. Bye. Bye-bye. Stand up for the flag <laughs> and let all ring the liberty bell Let's make a fort and a Chevy It'll still last ten years like they should the best of the free life is still yet to come And the good times ain't over for good